1: the music you know the show you just know Ray Ellis sports on the voice America Network I'm in Phoenix living like it matters it's hot as hell in Phoenix right now want <laughs> y'all to know that but uh, I moved here for the heat uh, the heat is on and I'm happy with it I'm sure everybody else is hot too but guess what in the studios it's cool it's real cool I feel like I'm someplace you know on an island chilling it's so cool in the studios but I tell you who's not cool, might have thought they were cool, not cool anymore. And that is my man, Chad Ucho Cinco Johnson. Chad got himself in a lot of trouble. I'm sure all of you know that. But before we go there, I just want to shout out to Jordan Burroughs, Olympic wrestling champion. Of course, he is a young man from New Jersey. Met Jordan years ago by way of his auntie. Uh, Sherry Burrow Scott and of course uh, Uncle Merle Scott and just want to congratulate the entire family for a job well done and a young man who represents his country as good as anybody and uh, congratulations to you young man perhaps uh, you'll be four years from now. Enjoy it while it lasts. And if you get back, that's fine. But guess what? When you had your chance, you took advantage of it, and you represented this country very well, as well as your family and yourself. So enjoy it. Uh Cornhusker, Nebraska, showing up doing big things. Yes, yes, yes. So let's just move on, if you will. And uh I, I mentioned Chad. I, I have to. Uh, yesterday I was on the show coach uh of course with uh coach Scott Lovely the coach's corner and uh he and I shared a little bit of perspective on what's happening with uh, Chad Ucho Uh but um, Chad Johnson of course he is known as today uh his given name man I first and foremost uh, a person who's been married for a very long time 29 years going on 30 I'm happy to be married to the same woman all those years. And I, I first and foremost, I want to be sensitive to the fact that this is a domestic dispute between a husband and a wife that became public. And I first want to pray for them as husbands and wives, Uh because after all, they took vows. And I believe, you know, I think they're Christian people. And those vows say till death do you part. Now they starting off, you know, wow. It's it's hard to make adjustments early on in life, you know, and and it's, and it's a short time. Some people know this. Come on, let's let's be honest first. You know, some people can have the worst arguments in their entire marriage on their first, on their wedding night. Uh, the honeymoon ends as soon as you say I do, and there there's an adjustment there to be made. I also think this happened on a Saturday. There was a preseason game, and I think Chad missed a pass. I think he missed a pass. And for those of you, and I'm not making excuses. I'm just trying to bring some insight to what may have happened because the fight that escalated probably had nothing to do with the results. They probably had, you know, they started, they probably started off having a conversation about something else and it escalated and it ended up in what we all know now was a headbutt. And Chad could have been feeling some way only because I've been there. And when you have a game a, 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 a if you will, a preseason game, which to some people. is very meaningless when you look in the stands many times at the end of a preseason game, sometimes right after halftime, half of the seats are empty in those stadiums. I will tell you at the same time that those people are exiting out of those stands there are young men that are entering into the ball game and it is the biggest and the most important stage of their life when chad was on that field i think chad knew as well as we all know now that that was his stage you know he'd been in the in the league all these years but that was his biggest stage that was his chance to extend his career. And and he knows it's a league of which is not for long. And it's just like when you're a rookie, when you're an older veteran and, and people are considering you, they're going to take a chance. They really have nothing to lose. Let's see if he's got something. Let's take one last look at him. We can always cut him. He knows that just like a rookie, and I would, my wife knows and my friends know, I can watch the preseason with him. And if there is a rookie player, or a free agent player who has, again, been moving around the league, who gets a chance to get into the game, and he makes one mistake. I always say, and, I, and it sounds, it, oh, it just, it sounds so nasty. It's, how could you say that, Ray? That's so insensitive. I simply say, oh, well, he cut. He's about to get cut. That's it. You make one mistake. All you get is one chance. And I bet you if Chad had a chance to sit down and talk to somebody, if he were to go to some type of therapy, and I think he needs therapy. I think they both need therapy, particularly for their their marriage. They they have to make a decision. I'm telling you, it is that serious that they have to make a decision on their marriage, because when it starts out like that, that early, you want to think, wow, okay, that was just something small and it escalated to this. And so when Chad if Chad were to sit down with somebody a therapist and they try to get to the root of what the problem was it's going to go back to that drop pass that and that drop pass basically had Chad feeling some kind of way and, and very uneasy you know knowing that man that, that I dropped that I can't believe I dropped that pass my career might be over with and now He's thinking about his career might be over with. And now he's probably spending some time with his wife. You know, she not understanding the league, not understanding the profession, not knowing that, wait, you're Chad Johnson. You just dropped one pass. You're right. I'm Chad Johnson. I've been in the league 12, 13 years. Yeah, I, I, that's it. That that one pass my entire career could probably be over with. He probably didn't go into that kind of conver- That They probably didn't have that kind of conversation. Chad just was probably very irritated at the moment. And And I don't know, again, this is just speculation, but I guarantee you, if Chad opens up and tells the truth, he was reflecting on that drop pass. And that one drop pass It just derailed his entire career because that was the the underlying tension between the two of them that because he's got a wife that is so far outside of the game that doesn't really. She's been around some other athletes, so perhaps maybe she does know a little bit about it, but one that is, you know, where his career is on the line. And this is just a very important time of his life, and, and he's trying to be focused. And he did look good from what we saw. When we, when you saw, you know, the, uh, the, um, the things of which uh, they were showing some behind the scenes. Uh, when, when you, of course, watched them, uh, on film, uh, when you would see him on the news. Chad looked good. You know, he, Chad, Chad didn't look bad. Chad still looked quick. Chad still could snatch the ball out of the air. He could pluck it out of the air. He didn't wait, he wouldn't wait for balls to come to him. He he would go get them, pull them down, catch the ball at his highest point. But it was just this one particular play of he dropped a pass, and I would guarantee you that that had a lasting effect, and he was thinking about that when he and his wife had this altercation, and it turned into something that. It was just it's just ugly. there's no room for it. After you have probably one of the greatest speeches of all times and Curtis Martin's induction speech where I, I, I told you on my last show where he he used his platform and, and and he wanted to share with the world what he had saw his mother. Be You know, his he saw his mother being victimized, you know, year after year, you know, and the dad, you know, pounding his mom all the time. And, and, and he just poured his heart out during his induction ceremony. And so you've got, you know, that right on the mindset of everybody out there that's a football fan just seeing that the week before. Curtis Martin just throwing it out there. And I said in my previous show that I know that Curtis at that time there was some Some men and maybe women, because, you know, now you got same-sex marriages. So it could be a woman that's abusing another woman or, you know, two guys together, one guy, you know, you know, however that thing go. But in this particular age, we're talking about a man putting his hands on a woman. It was just brought to the forefront of everybody to see it live, living color and for the NFL to be so far removed from that. They were not going to condone it. As a matter of fact, there's a commercial out there with several NFL players in the commercial. Some baseball players in the commercial, maybe a basketball player or two in the commercial. President Obama in the commercial saying that never at any time should a man put his hands on a woman. Even if they wanted to. Now, some people tried to speculate is if Chad was at the best, at the top, at the pinnacle of, of his career. If his game was at the top, would there have been a different approach to what just happened? I don't even want to think about it like that. You know, we all got mothers. We all got daughters. You know, we all, you got wives, you know, and all you got to do is really stop and think about it. If it were your daughter, what would you feel like? If your daughter's husband put his hands on your daughter, if, 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 if a, you had a sister, and her boyfriend or her husband put his hands on your sister. And then you already got Curtis Martin telling you, I, I don't even know if Curtis really put that into words. I know he, he felt pain for his mom, but he wasn't old enough to do anything. But I know he carried, ooh, so much hatred in him that he wanted to do something. But he was just a child. And so when you put those things into perspective, it's a zero tolerance. You know, if it's you, you want forgiveness. But if you're the victim, you got to stop and think about it. No, just don't do it. Just walk. Just just walk away. Just do all you can pray. You got to pray about it. Because sometimes you're in situations that you can't handle. And you need divine intervention to come in and just, you know, it's like sometimes when ballplayers always talk about being in the zone. Something just takes over their bodies. They don't know how they did it. Well, it's one of those kind of things. Like, I don't know how I walked away from a situation like that where somebody spit in my face, where somebody slapped me, where somebody said something about my mother. I don't know how I was able to handle that. But I can tell you this, that wasn't me. Something took over my body and said, you know, the best thing to do right now is to walk away from this. And I I just, I I wish that's, you know, Chad could have handled it like that. Because he did deserve another chance in terms of his career to finish it on a different note. That's not the Chad. The Chad that we knew, Chad is a a product of the environment of the National Football League today. They have reality shows. The hard knocks show that they got. We see all the videos behind the scenes of Chad at camp. Come on, the NFL has bought into the reality thing. So Chad bought into the reality thing as well, and that's kind of the persona that he carries. He's a reality football player. And football is the, the all time reality show. But I'm saying to you, the training camps are the all time reality show. But I'm saying to you, the off the field component of these reality shows, the NFL, listen, you can't ask for your, your cake and eat it too. You know, you got You have to draw the line and you've got to tell these players, okay, listen, we're the national football league. And I tell a lot of young kids like this, listen, when it's on thugs will be thugs. You're not a thug. If you're a ball player, be a ball player. Let the thugs be thugs. If you're a ball player, be a ball player. Let the actors be actors. Let the rappers be rappers. Let the doctors be doctors, lawyers, lawyers, dentists, accountants. Let everybody do what they do. Let them that's their profession. If be a professional thug, let them be a professional thug. But listen, NFL you don't need, you don't need to, you know, create these reality shows. You are what you are. You're the National Football League. You don't need to be anything else other than pro football. See, there's other imitators out there, but it doesn't hold up to the bill. It's not what people pay the top dollar for. Shout out to the Arena Football League. Hey, Arizona Team Rattlers won the championship. Shout out to them. But that is not the National Football League. The NFL is the NFL. Don't try to be anything else. I hear a little bit of music in the background. I'm going to come back but talk to you a little bit more about the National Football League. You listen to Railroad Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix. Living like it matters. Chad, hang in there, my brother. Get on your knees. It's okay. Be a man.
4: Your internet
2: flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
1: All right, you hear that music? You know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I want to give a shout out to my homeboy. Toby Wright. Toby was supposed to join me for the show, but, uh, you know, Toby's got his own gym and uh, had a little problem with uh, another trainer coming in to handle some of the young ball players that he works with. So uh, Toby's probably going to join me next week. Uh, Toby, uh, of course, uh, you know, here from uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and play for the uh, St. Louis Rams. Uh, one of them brothers will take your head off. You know, that's what we do back there in the back, but, let me get back a little bit uh, about Chad, and i, I got to give this subject a little bit more time. Please be patient with me. If you'd like to call in, you're, you're welcome, 888 uh, 346 Of course, we're talking about Chad Ucho Cinco, Chad Johnson, uh, his given name. And uh, you see, Ucho Cinco even became a part of this, you know, persona of who, who Chad was. You know, the NFL has to do something to, to stop the madness, if you will. Because this example right here, and I'm going to go, I'm I'm about to go way extreme. Okay, so get ready. Hold on. See, this is an example right here where you can build somebody up so high and all of a sudden they fall so far down. And next thing you know, we're dealing with something we don't want to be dealing with. And you know what I'm talking about. I don't even want to say it. But how can you go? This man not only was he a wide receiver playing ball back in his hometown. He also had a reality show that was about to start him and his wife. It, they've already filmed it. They have since canceled the show. You go from being an NFL player about to get a chance to come back and finish your career in your hometown. I got a chance to do that very close. I'm from, of course, Canton, Ohio, Finished my career with the Cleveland Browns. It's the greatest feeling in the world. I mean, other than, and I don't know what it's like to win a Super Bowl because I did Okay, y'all know. I don't want to talk about the drive. I don't want to talk about the fumble. But I didn't get a chance to do that. But I went to those two AFC championship games. I was so close. I could just imagine because I played in a national championship game at the Rose Bowl. So I can imagine what it's all about. The hoopla. Been in those playoff games. I understand that. So Chad was—he was at the top of his of, of his game. It couldn't get any better for him. And in one second, his entire life has changed. One minute, shout out to Kurt Dixon. One minute, his life has changed. He walked into the office of the team, and it, it, it was done. It's over with. Goodbye. No, no long conversation, not not even a, you know the court of public opinion didn't wasn't even that. Did, commissioner didn't even have a chance to get to no zero tolerance. So now, how is this emotionally? Can you imagine this emotionally? There's some people who probably think that it wasn't that bad. They looked and said he had a little history. Something happened before. I'm 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 sure that that judge or or, you know whoever he hadn't he hadn't been in front of a judge yet, but but I'm sure that those people didn't take his history into consideration because it was like 12 years ago when he was in college. They just took the evidence that they had at that point, and it was enough evidence to arrest him. The team took what they had in front of them, and that was enough for them to release him. Public opinion. It's out there now. Facebook, Twitter, it's out there. All the news outlets, even me right now, it's out there. My opinion is now these two people here, what's going to happen now? Now, I'm thinking it's going to be a little different for the wife than it's going to be for Chad. Things haven't changed much for the wife. Because, you know, if she loved her husband, I'm sure she still loves him. He headbutted her. Yeah, she she's thinking a little bit different, but... Can you fall out of love that fast? So she probably still loves him. But he's got a whole hell of a lot. How is he supposed to provide for his family now? Now I know you're thinking he made all this money, he should have all this, but we don't know that. They just did a reality show, got canceled. Are they going to get paid? You know, it could be that, you know, he did something that, that was a breach of contract, so perhaps maybe he doesn't even deserve or won't get the money for the television show. That's been canceled now. She's a reality, you know, actress. I'm assuming they're acting. But if, it's, if it's, it is reality TV, and if it's reality TV, then that's a reality. And the reality is, hmm, have you seen her on TV? Whew. Come on, Chad. But I don't want to go there. That's not, that's not the direction I'm going. My direction is now, I feel... One of my paternity brothers, I feel for Chad right now in terms of not that he did, that he was right. But the fact that he was wrong and his punishment will come in the court of law. But I want to make sure that he don't punish himself. That's that's man. That's a high cliff. He was on. That's a real high cliff. He was on. How strong is Chad mentally? I don't know, but I pray that he's very, 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 very strong because he needs to be because right now his life has changed. Some guys that play pro football, they'll prepare as they get older. And I when I say older in terms of pro football, I mean like two years into the league, three years into the league, maybe your first day in the league. (laughs) You start preparing for when it's all over with. I don't know about Chad. You know, Chad probably was doing some other things in terms of, you know, showing that he had. You know, Chad is kind of a chameleon. You don't know who's going to show up, what's going to, but he's going to have personality. So he did show he had personality, but this one isolated case can destroy all that that he built because of the fact that nobody wants to attach to that, and that's domestic violence. And that's how come. There's a lot of young men out there and young women because they're athletes, too. And, And you have to understand when you when you build this brand, you can't tarnish it. Your brand individually and certainly not these professional leagues that you play for. They just will not tolerate it. And so now Chad has to worry about, okay, what do I do? What do I do next? I mean, right now. I don't think the endorsements are lining up at the, deal, at the door. I don't think the opportunities that perhaps would have been there for him, even if he would have got released from the team. Chad was still such a, you know, had such a personality that he could fit someplace. You know, he could have even been a sideline reporter for for the National Football League. Chad has some, he has charisma, you know, and so the, the young man had a future, but right now, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. His future, I don't think there is a future. Where, where is it? What direction does he go? If he, entrepreneurship, if he has his own business, you know, perhaps maybe he's gonna be okay. You know, and I'm sure Chad, you know, one thing I, I do know this about Chad only because, of course, I saw it on TV. You know, Chad's bling, he said it a couple of times. Listen, he went into the, maybe, nah, not the dollar store. But he went into, you know, a department store and cubic Zaconia. <laughs> As a matter of fact, the wife better check the ring out <laughs> because listen, Chad was smart about that. He's Chad Johnson. You automatically going to assume that they're real. Chad was like, mm, $25. They probably think they cost 25 grand. They big enough that they might think that they might look like that. He spent $25. $25. Somebody else probably spent 25 grand. So Chad was smart enough that he probably got a little money set aside. So he probably okay with that. But I'm worried about his mental frame of mind. So, Chad, listen, man, just relax. Just chill. You're going to get over this. Tell your wife to chill. She's going to get over this. If you serious about those vows, it says till death do you pardon. Don't you and her do nothing stupid to each other because you got a long life to live. That sound like a good plan? Well, that's what he signed up for, and that's what they signed up for. So I, I'm going to move past that a little bit. Last night, the Raiders and the Cowboys. Now, you know, I, you know, I have to just say this because I, 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 it's almost like when I hear people interview former players, and former players during the interview, if they want to talk about this, I mean, concussions or if they want to talk about injuries, you know, former players will say, you know, I've heard him say this They've kind of been coerced into saying, well, I, I knew what I signed up for. You know, I knew what I was getting into. Mm, stick a pen in it right there. I'm, I'm going to steal that one right there from uh, Bishop Thomas. I'm gonna stick a pen in right there. No, you did not know what you were signing up for. Don't say that. Stop saying that. Preseason games. The people who think these preseason games don't mean anything. I started on this on the other side of the show before we went to that commercial break. Preseason games are so important. Stop leaving the stadium. These people' careers are on the line. And let me just say this. There is only one time of the year when, particularly in football, other sports too, but there is one particular time of a season when it's not about the team. I don't care what you say. I I don't care. Anybody can tell you whatever they want to tell you. I'm going to tell you the truth. There is one time of a period of a football season where it is not about the team, where it's all about you. And that is preseason. It ain't about the team. It's about you. The team doesn't get cut. You get cut. You drop a pass. You get cut. You miss a tackle. You get cut. It's not about team in the preseason. It's about you. So when I look at a preseason game, particularly the Dallas Cowboys and the Raiders, I don't look at the team. Although the team individuals collectively make up the team. And so there has to be some kind of team chemistry there. But it's about you. If you don't do what you're supposed to do and you affect that team chemistry in a negative way, you ain't going to be there. So when you look at preseason games, look at the individuals from now on. And when those individuals make mistakes, and you can see when an individual is holding, even though we got some referees I'm going to talk a little bit about, you know, when an individual is holding, when an individual misses a block, misses a tackle, that individual, okay, disrupts the chemistry, plays not made, that individual will get cut. That's the bottom line. Those of you who want to play pro football, understand that when the preseason comes, it's all about you. You, I don't care if nobody else in practice is hustling. You got to hustle. Don't take that approach of, OK, uh, the coach said we just go half speed or whatever. You make that coach make you slow down. You let somebody else come at you and want to fight you because you're going too hard. Damn it, you're trying to get a job. You can't take, listen, rookies, stop listening to these, you know, veteran ball players when they say, you know, the pace picks up when the see as the real games come on. Hell, pick the pace up in the preseason, because if you don't, you're going to get cut. I think they're suckering too many of y'all into that. Wait to the first season, you know, to the first game of the season, and that's when the, the speed of the game picks up. Hell, you ain't going to be there. You better stop listening to them. Because see, some of the veteran players, they're going to be there. Because they've earned their spot. They, the coaches know what they can do. You're trying to get a job. You better go out. You better get a damn speeding ticket is what you better do. I remember watching somebody one time. The game was on and the people were saying, the announcers were saying, hell, somebody needs to tell him the game is over with. The game is done. You know, somebody need to slow him down. Guess who that was? That was me. We was playing the Dallas Cowboys. It was during a regular season. Can you believe that? It's doing a regular season game. It might have been Terry Bradshaw. You know, and we playing the Cowboys. And, and, and for me, they put me in the game. Now, if they're going to put me in the game and the game's not over, and there's somebody, I wasn't starting at that time. There was somebody else starting. They didn't put nobody else in the game. Why do you think they put me in the game? And I'm supposed to go out there and just, okay, just a couple more plays. You know, the game will be over with. No. It was a, they was trying to make a decision. They were evaluating my performance. And so when you look at preseason games, understand that there's somebody's performance that's being evaluated on every snap. I don't even understand why they take a knee at the end of the game and at the preseason games anymore because that's a snap that somebody may just get in for one play. They need that snap. I think the coaches are messing up in that particular case. Don't take a knee in a preseason game. Give somebody a chance to earn a job. And and I don't care if they know what play is going to be run or not. I'm going to talk about that too. But I I'll tell you what. There are enough young men out there that they don't have to worry about listen, practice is you know practice is easy. Now, well, I'm not going to say it's easy because somebody already said practice is easy and I don't know why in the world anybody would say that. You know, yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Young men out there In Washington, you know, R.J., come on, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Come on, man. Will somebody teach these young men? Give them, take time out to set them aside. You know, let's let's understand that the media is going to make you look as bad as they possibly can. R.J. three, come on. What do you mean practice? Practice is harder than a game. Do you not understand that, come on, man, that's no way possible. <laughs> you know, you talk about, well, they know what we're going to do. So what? See, that's, that's what I like about football. What I like about football is I want the person. My, I can see Michael Jordan telling Kobe, come on, come on, yeah, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. And I'm, I'm going to do it. That's what football should be about. I like the days of football. It's, it's third and one. We're going to run it left tackle right over there. Come on, stop it. See, that's, 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 that's football as we, as we know it. You know, when we say, okay, we gonna stop it. You see what you can do to stop it. <laughs> Man, I, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. I don't think I missed my break. Did I miss my break, Matt? Monk, did I miss my break? I don't think I did. Uh by a few seconds. Okay, I'll tell you what. I missed that last break. I'm gonna come back. I'm going to take this break and I'm going to come back because I got something else I want to share with you, too. The Saints owner had a meeting with Roger. Now, yeah, he can have a meeting with Roger. They always have meetings. But what you think about that meeting? We don't talk about that on the other side of the break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. We'll be right back.
4: To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org.
2: internet flagship station for sports voice america sports
1: okay we're back and the rail of sports on the voice america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters and it does matter. That, that's exactly what I was trying to say at the close of that break. Listen, I want you guys to understand it, it's preseason. These games do matter. I'm tired of people saying, as I said, that the games don't matter. They matter to a player. A player just needs one shot. A player needs to go full speed all the time. There are no preseasons for free agents and for rookies. So you guys got to understand that, listen, don't get sucked into that. Don't, you, you're not a veteran. You, you act like a veteran once you are a veteran. You act like a member of the team once you are a member of the team. But until then, you're trying to get a job. And for entertainment purposes, those people that are watching it, I want you to understand, they say it ain't over till the fat man sings. When the fat man sings, the game's over. So everybody else should be playing for the entire 60 minutes. Let me just say this, and I said this on Coach Lovely's show the other day, the Olympic team almost prematurely, they better be glad when Reggie Miller, On the other team, there because they sent the subs in a little bit too soon. Before you knew it, a couple three pointers game could have been over. Different, we'd been getting silver medals. So the game is over when it's over, and it's always important. You strap it up, play ball. Now that means the Saints owner had a meeting. Now, first of all, I you know from what again I gather, this sources say I'm not going to tell you my sources, but sources say that you know the Saints owner you know had a meeting with. You know, with Roger, you know who Roger is. Roger Goodell. Roger, Roger's the man. And and perhaps we don't know what went on behind closed doors, but I understand that again, the Saints owner is not real happy about the way his team is being portrayed. And remember, he got a brand. You know, just like some people may not want to be associated with Chad Single now to represent their brand. You know, of course, you don't want your brand to be out there as, as some thugs that got bounties on all these teams. And, you know, it's tearing up the value of your brand. So he wants to talk about that. But I want to talk about something else. Now, Mickey Loomis. OK, please. If you were going to go there, Mr. Benson, I'm, I want to talk to Tom now. Tom, if you want to go there to represent your team that you own, I would want to talk to Roger about Mickey Loomis, you know, how could the league not think? And I, I think this is an, F, you know, a federal investigation too. You know, you got some listening devices in the other team's locker rooms, but yet still you never took in that information and used it and, you know, turned it over to your team and it was years ago. I don't care how long ago it was. What in the hell is the purpose of putting listening devices in another team's locker room if you're not going to use the information of which you had access to? You know, it's like the same thing about Spygate with the Patriots. Come on, man. You can't tell me if you had access to some video, you might have looked at it and saw that the video, you know, you couldn't really see anything from it. So it didn't give you the advantage that you were hoping it would have gotten you. But certainly, if you put some listening devices into another team's locker room and you hear something, the only thing you're going to possibly tell me is that it wasn't clear enough for you to benefit from it. But the intent, the purpose that that's what that's what you should have been charged with, the intent. Hell, I think it's something out there. Do you know attempted murder? You you meant to murder somebody. You shot them. You just didn't kill him, but you shot them That's a you with a gun. That's attempted murder. You attempted to get some information that would benefit your team. You guilty. Come on, this, this don't take a rocket scientist. Come on, man. There's there's something there. Now, when you can be quick. And swift with players, let's be quick and swift with management as well, and don't give us this like you know it's almost like these when you go to school and you get educated in a certain field, and then you want to go out and you want to use that, and it's almost like well you that no that doesn't really make good sense. Come on listening devices i I believe there were some listening devices. Planted in the mayor's office in the city of Philadelphia a few years ago. I'm sure they heard something. Maybe it wasn't enough evidence to have the mayor thrown out of office. But they got us some information. So Mickey, it what you hear. What you do with the information? What was it? What was it that you felt wasn't, you know, wasn't good enough for you to pass on to anybody else? Did you just listen to it in your room at night? You just wanted to hear somebody's voice? What is it? You want to hear a pregame speech If their pregame speech was, was better than your coach's pregame speech. What is it that you wanted to hear? And what did you hear? Give us all the See, Roger. See, come on, Roger. That's the problem. That's the that's the that's the problem that, that Jonathan has now is that he's saying you you, you destroyed his reputation. And what information get? Where did you get enough? Jonathan Belmont, did you get enough information to destroy Jonathan's career? You know, he lost a couple, you know, endorsement opportunities, but you didn't give him, you didn't share all the information with him for him to feel comfortable enough that, Raw, oh, Roger, you got me, man. Yeah, you, 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 you got me. You got me on that. I, I, yeah, I got to throw my hands up. I got to accept my punishment because this information you have on me, that, that's enough. Yeah, I, I can understand why you feel that way. I'm going to set this one out. You ain't giving him enough information now, but you, but he's, he's done. He's done for the year, but Mickey Loomis, I guess you, you decided that there w- was not enough information on him. I mean, the fact that the FBI found some listening, de- listening devices, we suspended for eight games, but I think that has more to do with, you know, with the bounty. That don't have anything to do with the listening devices. I don't care how long ago it was. He's still in your league. There's no room for that. We need to clean it up. We can't, we cannot have that. That's almost like these referees. I don't want to get into the refs yet. I may get that I, I may take another show. Monk's gonna let me know how long before we gotta take a break because you know I went overboard. But here's the thing about it listening devices there's no place for listening devices in another team's locker room that another team has access to that information that's not football that's cheating you talking about performance enhancement drugs you know imagine having a listening device in the locker room and then you 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 can't even give us a reason why you put it in there what what is that all about what does that have to do with football somebody else's locker room you know you might as well just taking the headsets of the other team that they're calling the plays into their quarterback, and you might as well just wire them up to your coaching staff. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Listening device, you okay, you can hear what they're saying. It's supposed to be information only shared for those in their locker room, and you got access to what they're saying now. And we're letting that go. We can't let that go. The game, that part, that game, that... Is compromising the game, the integrity of the game, right there. If we're gonna be as hard as we're gonna be on Chad, let's look at this game. Doesn't that compromise this game? Because all of a sudden now, that's some that's some deep embedded cheating. That's 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 really cheating. That's game day. It's in locker room. Okay, it's not like the other team comes to your. Facility and uses your locker room on a day other than game day. It's not like you were practicing against them. It was game day. You had access to hear what they're saying in the locker room on game day. And you're going to let it go. Just play like it's nothing happened. Woo. Okay, y'all got me hot. I got to take a break in here. We had the air conditioning working and it's, it's beautiful in here. And I didn't get hot. I may be sweating. <sighs> we're going to take a break. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network i am in Phoenix living like it matters. I've been covering a couple things here. I'm going to cover something else when we come back. My man, Herman Edwards, said, coaches, they treat them different, but they treat them all fair. We'll be right back.
2: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice of America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
1: Okay, we're back. This is the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. As I said, it does matter. And so um, let's talk about what matters in this segment. What matters in this segment is the fact that my man Herman Edwards, shout out to Herm. It ain't Herm's birthday today, but he and I share the same birthday. Um, you know, Herman Edwards played corner when I, of course, when I was there with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, uh, he and I were in that secondary, and I, we had a pretty damn good secondary. Myself, Herman Edwards, Wes Hopkins, Roarnell Young. Yeah, we, we held it down in the NFC East. But, uh, of course, Herman got a chance to go on and, and to coach and uh, coach with the New York Jazz, coach with the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, head coach. So I'm proud of the fact that uh, not only a friend, uh, but a former teammate of mine, Herm Edwards. But this morning we're talking a little bit about Tim Tebow. And what matters is Herm says that coaches, coaches treat players different, different players. They treat them different, but they treat them all fair. That's what they try to do. They treat them all. They may treat them different, but they treat them fair. And I'm gonna tell you, uh, I, I witnessed that. I witnessed that when I was a rookie with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll never forget. They had just come off the Super Bowl, and and Dick Vermeil did treat his players different. As a rookie, you you weren't necessarily embraced. You you. They didn't even know if you were gonna be part of the team. But I I noticed that and that, you know, you coming from an environment where you kind of been, you know, you, you've been the man, you know, you, you you step on, you know, man, they don't even just like they don't even acknowledge you even there. You got to earn that. and And then you kind of become, you know, coaches, you know, they kind of embrace you a little bit by a little bit. They try to get to know you, you know, personally. And, you know, there's a lot of different personalities there. So that's probably why they have to treat people different because they're different personalities. But the fairness comes in in the competition part. And this morning, shout out to Tim Tebow. But i like I always say, I'm going to keep telling you guys this now. Tim wasn't the first. Shout out to good Reverend Dr. Herb Lusk running back for the Philadelphia Eagles back in the day. First one to take a knee and give thanks to his Lord and Savior. But it's Tim's birthday. And, and, and listen, you got to get the people what they want. Tim got 1.8 million tweets. <laughs> and you know, he, he, he very seldom retweets anybody. So this is what the people want. The people want to talk about Tim Tebow. I just want to put it out there like this. The fair part of it is what is not fair about the commentary today as it relates to Tim Tebow. Because listen, I saw Terrell Pryor last night play. Terrell looked like Tim Tebow. They 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 just they're not the prototypical quarterback for the National Football League. They're the exception and they're the guy that usually may, he, he's just happened to be on the roster back in the day. You got to understand, I'm from the generation of, you know, the prototypical quarterbacks. They stand in the pocket and look like statues. You know, every week you get one of them that could be a Hall of Famer just throwing the ball and, you know, you ain't got to do, the ball's right there. Fractions of a second, you know, either it's going to be knocked down or it's going to be intercepted or it's going to be caught. But Tim Tebow is not one of those quarterbacks, and people would need to step up and say that. Now, a couple people have said it, but if there's somebody out there like, I think Rob, you know, who's, who's Skip's buddy, you know, who's on, on the big boy show. You know, Rob is from a generation of, where a lot of black quarterbacks from the black league, Herm Edwards, shout out to Herm, Herm used to call it the black league. You know, with black colleges, some of those quarterbacks, they, they weren't even considered to be drafted. Doug Williams was the exception. Of course, the first black quarterback to, to win a Super Bowl, he, he was exception. But Doug was damn good. Whoa, a rocket. You know, but the fact of the matter is those quarterbacks didn't get a chance. That part, Herm, was not fair. And and that's the part that I think Rob has a problem with is that Tim Tebow got a chance. But they also need to say the game has changed nowadays. You know, this group of coaches is willing to take a look at that type of quarterback and maybe give that quarterback an opportunity. Rex Ryan, buddy's son. Yeah, Rex. Hey, Rex got a call from my man out there in Cincinnati. And say, hey, Rex, don't run that, uh, you know, that wildcat thing, man. Don't do that. We ain't had no time to prepare. Don't be trying to make us look like no fool. And Rex just told everybody. Now that the, the coach is cold. You don't do that. You come on. You know, you can't do that, Rex you going to just put the man out there on front street because he's trying to, you know, do his thing the right way. I mean, he, he's not even going to play you during the season. I don't believe he is. So, he, you know, if he says he's in the playoffs, okay, then I'll prepare for it. But right now, man, I'm trying to get ready for the regular season, my first game. You know, give me some NFL stuff. You know, don't bring Tim out here with that old wildcat stuff. But, hey, you got to prepare for it. But I would just say this. In the NFL, you know, nowadays... You know, they are looking at some different quarterbacks. You're going to see some quarterbacking that's a little bit different than what you're accustomed to. You may see the non-traditional quarterback. I'm not sure Sanchez is happy about that. But I, but I don't think it's going to change that much. You know, the fact of the matter is the quarterback position, if you will, here's where I'm going with this on the quarterback position, the change of the position is you're going to see a more athletic quarterback that can throw. You're not going to see an athletic quarterback that can only run the ball. You're going to see an athletic quarterback that can throw. Other positions on the football field have changed. Wide receivers are receivers are much bigger. They're large men. You know, tight ends have now become a bigger wide receiver, whereas before they were like a small tackle. Now they're bigger wide receivers. That's how the tight end position has morphed into. Safeties are former corners have now become safeties. Corners are now big, long, fast, can be wide receivers. Check out the Jets. okay? Running backs, a position of the past. May not even need a running back. Pretty soon, it's, it's going to be seven on seven. Running backs, all that money they used to get, nope. Not going to be getting it anymore. Not going to be happening. Shout-out to my man Thomas Jones. Thomas is going to be on the show pretty soon. In fact, Thomas is going to have his own. Thomas has got a lot of things going on, so shout-out to Thomas. But the running backs, running back, the fullback is already, you know, once the last time you've seen a fullback in the game for like three quarters of the game.
4: He's not in there that
1: But you know, it's one back. They ain't line up and eye every play like they used to. No, that's not happening anymore. That, 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 that Again, just the position has changed. So the quarterback position, you're going to see a quarterback more athletic, but one that can also throw the ball, stretch the pocket, keep his eyes downfield. You know, one that has extreme accuracy. That's it. Got to have that. Can't compromise that at the quarterback position. I'll tell you this, and I'm going to close with this because we got a couple minutes, the last couple minutes here. You know, how is it? that the Arizona Cardinals just cannot seem to get the quarterback position right. Now, there was a, listen, Donovan McNabb was out there. Now, I'm not saying Donovan's the answer, but at least Donovan can throw the ball. Wait, what's going on here, man? We got some serious problems here. The Arizona Cardinals, just, we're expecting you to do, here, those of us here in Arizona, we, we, we're not looking for meteorocracy. You've been to the Super Bowl. We expect you to come back, get it right, and get back and win it. Kurt just teases Larry. Listen, Larry signed up for long term. He don't want to stay long term and not get it done. This quarterback situation got to change. Beanie, get it healthy, brother. Come on. Beanie got to run that rock. Sometimes if you're only going to give it to the back a few times, he ain't getting 25, 30 carries a game. That ain't happening. Anymore. Whatever you get, make it happen. But I want to see these Arizona Cardinals do something. The quarterback position, we got to get that right. Kevin Cobb, you come on, Kev. You got a lot of money lot of money, man. lot of money. Hey, more money, more problems. That's what they say. I'm just telling you how they, we're keeping it real around here. Listen, <laughs> hey, uh, I think my time is up. I've been having fun these last couple uh, minutes here. But uh, I just, again, I want to send my prayers out to Chad and his wife. Do the right thing. Don't worry about the rest of us, man. Handle your business. That's your wife. That's your husband. Behind closed doors, y'all take care of each other and smile and hit that knee, Chad. Pray about it. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time.